0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way and I'm Rachel Stoltz. And I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, you took a nice little vacation, huh? I did. Um, we took a little baby moon cuz we have I, I am with child. We announced that a couple weeks on the po- a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Um, so yeah, we just went uh, we went up to Ojai, which is just like outside of LA and Los Alamos, just two little quaint towns. Got some R and R, and it was hot. It was so hot, though. But um, yeah, yeah, it was nice to just get out of Dodge and relax.
1: Nice little last hurrah before before baby comes.
0: Exactly. That w- that's kind of that's kind of the point.
1: Um, what else are you doing to prepare? either for the baby or just, like, lavish yourself with self-care before the baby comes.
0: (laughs) I should, maybe I should put more time into lavishing myself in self-care than all the other stuff that I've been preoccupied with, which is, like, what they call nesting or um, decluttering, as it's kind of turned into for me. Uh, the, The room that our son will be living in is... 100% not put together um we still have like boxes and it's just we need to get rid of like sweaters we haven't worn that we brought from the east coast and coats and just do a big goodwill donation drop off and uh yeah so that's kind of what I'm preoccupied with like ordering the last bits of furniture for his room and we don't, I I haven't been like, oh, I have to have this like per- perfect nursery set up before he arrives. Like, no, I, I know, you know, he's, he's going to be living in our room for the first handful of months. So I'm not trying to like have the perfect room all put together, but there's definitely like stuff that needs to be
1: decluttered. So that's, that's yeah, what I've
0: been dealing with. <laughs> but I'm
1: also not worried about you because I know you to be a very cutthroat declutterer yes Declutter, rah, rah, rah.
0: I take no prisoners
1: <laughs> you're hardcore we are we are very different I uh I struggle a lot to let go of stuff <laughs> and the more time you put I put a have, lot of
0: consideration yeah
1: yeah well and I, I mean I think a lot of people are probably more like me frankly than they are like. oh you I agree guess. I agree
0: yeah um I, agree. I
1: I admire your qualities I wish I had them And the truth of the matter is that the more time you have to think about something, the more likely I think you are to keep it. I saw this meme. I shared this with you right before we started recording this meme that I loved that I saw the other night. Um, And it goes, uh, the night before a move is basically throwing things in the trash that you thought you'd cherish (laughs) forever with a kind of casual coldness that you did not know that you possessed. And I was like, yes, I feel that. Like my last move, I know that, every ounce of sentimentality just went out the window and I was that dumpster was full man so I, I wish I could like channel that energy again though
0: yeah it becomes crunch time like the night of or like the day the day before where it's just like I guess if it's a matter of like bringing it all in my car versus just getting rid of it and not having to deal with it then fine fine exactly.
1: I'll throw it away fine I, I don't know how to like recreate that energy on like a regular basis though you know like <laughs> they, that shouldn't be it shouldn't be only the time that you move that you bring that kind of uh, determination
0: yeah, I think I've learned it from my mom too cuz she definitely is a declutterer, a purger. She she did definitely like instill in me the the power of purging and how good it feels. Like she I, I don't know. I we it grew was, up very differently.
1: <laughs> um, cuz I I grew up in the the household of well it might be useful one day. And so and that's how you end up with so many things, and it's actually what inspired a story that we did last week, and we'll link to this in the show notes. This is this has a soft spot for me. I I pitched the story because I identify with it, of things that we're all secretly hoarding, and mm-hmm. how to get rid of them for good. For me, I know it's takeout containers, and especially in the pandemic mm-hmm. when you're getting DoorDash, you know, every other night sometimes. Um, you just, those pile up and I've gotten really good at recycling most of them, but sometimes I, I'll i keep like box. I, I have like boxes of takeout containers. <laughs> I, I, I I'm think, admitting it right here. I'm sorry, folks.
0: Well, I don't think you're alone in that. Like I've, yeah, working in an office, you definitely see a lot of people do reuse takeout containers and it's certainly eco-friendly as opposed to just like,
1: throwing it the out styrofoam and, of days of days yore, yeah it's yeah. better than that but yeah. i don't like there's no never has there been a time that i need 15 takeout containers like why do i have that many <laughs> i've never had that many leftovers to box up so it's that's absurd. true the other thing is um i really identified with this one was uh plastic or sorry uh tote bags Like, Mm -hmm. like the free ones that you get, the canvas ones, the the ones you get at a conference or whatever. Like, I'm the girl that has bags of bags and you put the bags in the bags. You have like the bigger bag and then you you
0: ball up the smaller and you put them all. So then like, again, eco-friendly. So you don't you can use them for shopping, for grocery shopping. But do I do exactly (laughs) do we take it that extra step?
1: That's the thing. We've got all this junk hanging out and we never use it. Yeah. Um I liked some of the tips though of how to like if you can actually manage to part with these things. Um a good mm. tip for takeout containers was instead of just chucking them in the trash or the recycle, you can use them for gardening and put your seedlings in them and use them as pots. Oh. Yeah. I was like, okay, well that's start seems- to start yeah. Like, you know, instead of buying something on on Amazon or something, you can just use your takeout container to plant your little tomato seeds and and get it started. That's smart. That was also the tip if you are, uh, if you're a mug hoarder. I know I'm not, actually, that's one guilty pleasure or whatever I I don't have. I don't keep a lot of mugs (laughs) on hand because I don't drink coffee, but I know that Mm. there are a lot of people who, you know, they see a cute mug and they have to have it and then suddenly all your cupboards are full of mugs. Um, But if you can't part with it entirely, you don't want to take it to Goodwill, then you can repurpose it into a a little planter. You just drill Mm -hmm. a small drainage hole in the bottom and then you've got a planter.
0: So, I mean, decluttering, it is a huge topic. We cover it a lot. Um, This story just published pretty recently, right, Rachel?
1: Yeah, just last week. I just think it's a fun one. Uh, Check it out in the show notes. I'm sure you will all identify with some of the items and Except for maybe Natalie, because Natalie's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Natalie doesn't I'd, need to declutter anything.
0: Yeah, right. No, I do. That's the thing, though. I do. I hadn't vacuumed and I hadn't decluttered my closet in a year. Like, it's its not like I'm doing... I'm not doing it every week. I'm not doing it every month.
1: I yeah, just, but like, since you moved, you hadn't done it. And I think that's a good... Um, that's a good rhythm to get into mm-hmm. because as we started the conversation saying that we all do it one, you know, on the night before a move, mm-hmm. um, right before we move is when we do the big purge. But I think if you can keep that up, you know, at least once a year, then you're yeah. you're doing pretty
0: good. Okay. So let's move on to a bit of celebrity news. Um, Rihanna has dreams of being a landlord. Like clearly she's <laughs> into this landlord thing. Um she recently put uh one of her houses, her Beverly Hills mansion up for rent. Um to the tune of $80,000 a month. And this is not the first home that she has put up for rent. Uh as we know and I believe we talked about, Rihanna um listed her Hidden Hills home for $35,000 a month in 2019. Uh And then she did the same with her West Hollywood home in 2018 for $16,500. So, my question is, Rihanna B&B? Like, is that what she's aiming for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just like a swath of Rihanna properties in Los Angeles? Like,
1: she must have... I mean, obviously, she has like a business manager dealing with all of this, but she's got money on the brain, I guess, because she's thinking about all the profits she could make from renting out these houses. Um, Truly. Sorry, did you already say how much this latest one is?
0: Yeah, it's 80k a month, which is
1: pricey. (laughs) It is her most expensive known rental offering to date. 80,000 per month. I mean, if you can afford that, bless. Okay,
0: so this house is modern farmhouse style, that classic black and white Which is also really weird. It is. Like, I could never see her owning a modern farmhouse. That just doesn't seem cool enough for her. It doesn't
1: jibe with my image of her, but, you know, I'm constantly surprised when it comes to real estate and celebrities. Go on. And clearly, like, maybe
0: it is just an investment property. So she's like, everyone loves modern farmhouse. It's, like, in right now. So
1: I guess that's what I'm wondering is, is this really a smart investment property if your pool of potential renters is gonna be so small.
0: Well, that's a good point. I mean, there is a lot of money in Los Angeles and like, you know, celebrities come into town to make to make films and and you True. know, people are coming into town and then leaving. It's a
1: very like bi coastal living town. So, um by coastal. Maybe they like- would rent it, or maybe even a filmmaker would rent it out to film in. Possible. True,
0: true, absolutely. I mean, this would, yeah, you could rent it for a month, and and if if architecture is a big part of your film, then yeah, totally. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's insane. It's like it would have mar- to be for eighty thousand a month, but <laughs> the marble, and, yeah. the like, I mean, it's so open so clean, so white, so like crisp and black and white. It's
1: herringbone floors. It's a gorgeous home. Um it's just so expensive. <laughs> I just I'm I'm baffled at who would rent this out. So I'm very eager if if we possibly hear yeah to uh to find out and share that news.
0: Oh, you know what other people do? Now it's just occurring to me if they um sell their house and they haven't found a new house maybe they'll rent some people do that how yeah. housewives or housewives reminded me of that because okay. uh, one of the housewives of beverly hills did that so yeah
1: like a transitional home for for the beverly hills elite.
0: okay so that's what rihanna's up to uh <laughs> and then of course we should talk about this kurt cobain courtney love home
1: Right. Yeah. On the opposite end of the the spectrum, the lux spectrum is this home once owned by Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love in Los Angeles. It's a total dump. But it sold in 28 days, less than a month on the market.
0: So it's a three bedroom, three bath home. Um, I believe it's in Los Feliz. Uh, oh, Hollywood Heights. So yeah. it's a 24 square foot home, small lot. 30 3700 square feet. So, you know, not not a huge place. Uh I believe this home sold quickly for a number of reasons. For the celebrity cachet, for the history behind it, for the fact that it was listed it it was listed for what? Just, 998
1: just a yeah, just under, under a million.
0: Just under a million. So that's a pretty good deal in Los Angeles for even for a fixer upper, I have to say, for a three bedroom, three bath fixer upper in Los Angeles, is it kind? Of, yeah, for a dump in in Hollywood, yeah. Oh.
1: And it, yeah. it did sell for over asking too. We should say it sold it for one point five million. It did. So, uh, and I want to be clear: this was not the house where Kurt Cobain committed suicide. That one's in Seattle. So this is this right. was like Kurt and Courtney's love nest so to speak, um, where they spent a lot of their, their, their good days. I think they lived here with their, with their daughter for a little bit too. Um, one tactic in, in trying to sell the house, they were playing up the celebrity cachet of the neighborhood of Hollywood Heights because Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have lived there, Glenn Fry, Don Henley, Linda Ronstadt. Um, so I think mm-hmm. they expected to get more than the asking price
0: totally it's like they just dropped a little piece of bait and they're just like let's watch the fish come toward it and see <laughs> see who gives us the most money
1: um because yeah it went for like half a million over asking so yeah we'll keep an eye on it and see if we can find out who buys it and we'll let you guys know
0: yeah because we, we we did look at the records and we don't know who bought the house so um it's a mystery But we will solve the mystery soon, hopefully. We have another recap. Yay. This one we've talked, we talked about recapping. Um, Yeah. And it seemed especially related to us because when we had Ty Pennington on, name drop, um... (laughs) He, I believe, he mentioned this show that he He was was just about to start filming. So it's Battle on the Beach, which is on HGTV. Uh, It's a very cool concept. It's basically three teams of up and coming renovators um, battle it out. They each have to renovate a beach house, and the beach houses are pretty much identical. Um, there are three celebrity designer mentors who work with each of the teams and kind of help them refine their ideas and, you know, bestow their knowledge to them. Um, And then judges come in and pick a winner each week for each room. And then whoever, I guess, wins the most rooms
1: wins the ultimate prize at the end. Yeah, not sure if they judge the whole house at the end or if it's just a, a matter of winning the most rooms. But uh, they started with the kitchen this week. They started with the kitchen and dining room, and they get a budget for the whole house. They get a budget of seventy-five thousand, which mm-hmm. didn't seem like very much to me to renovate an entire. That's not a lot. It, and the houses are all fifteen hundred square feet, as Natalie mentioned. They're identical. They're they're side by side, which Mm -hmm. I had questions. I was like, how did you manage to find identical (laughs) houses side by side?
0: I had questions on that, too. And like, okay, wait. So yeah, so 75K, three weeks to renovate um, the home. So it's going to be like each week they're going to tackle a different room. Um, But yeah,
1: the and it's in Gulf Shores, Alabama, by the way.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I, yes, that's, that's where it's located. Filmed
1: extensively in Gulf Shores, which probably knocks the prices down, the, those costs, those renovating costs down a little bit. And so it's not like you're renovating in L.A. Um, that's true. Having, that's having true. been a Gulf Shores visitor and a frequent panhandle uh, vacationer myself, I was really glad to see a TV show take place here that wasn't hmm. like Florida shore. <laughs> um I, I just like, kept you it always see them in LA and so I was really glad to see it in like, you know, my backyard. My my this is where my roots were. So your little um, southern neck of the woods, yeah. My southern neck of the woods. Ty Ty is, uh has a house in near Jacksonville, I think. So I think this is oh, this yes. is his stomping grounds and that's why the show ended up there. Um and as you That's mentioned, right. it's, you have these three hosts. It's Chai, Allison, Victoria from Windy City Rehab, and then you have Tanya Nayak. Sorry, yeah, Tanya Nayak from Restaurant Impossible, and she also did the Christmas Light uh, Battle Show. I don't know if you ever watched mm-hmm. that.
0: I didn't. know. I didn't watch the Christmas. I wasn't very familiar with show. Tanya Nayak's
1: work, but I was impressed with, with her on this show. But as Me you too. mentioned, these three um, get assigned to a team and they kind of mentor them and help them make decisions and help them through the process. And yeah, this first week, the seven days, they had seven days to renovate a kitchen and dining area. And they mm-hmm. could allocate any portion of their $75,000 budget to it. And I think all three teams allocated between twenty one dollars and $24,000 toward the kitchen. Yeah. Which is a big yeah. chunk. But everybody was like, the kitchen is the most important room. Like, it sets the tone for the entire home. So you got to yeah. go big or go home. Exactly. Here's what I really like about the show. Is it's not a one-off. Like... I didn't get to know these couples only to get to know more different couples next week. I like that we're going to be able to follow them along Mm -hmm. during this journey for however long. I don't know how many episodes there are, actually. But I like that we're going to get to know them and we're going to get to know their interactions with their mentor. Um, I I just I thought that was really different versus Mm -hmm. tuning into an episode of House Hunters where you like where you see couples and you're never going to see them again. That it keeps me invested personally. Um,
0: yeah, I did like that. And I thought that the, the couples were all very dynamic and they all had their unique
1: styles too. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're all real estate agents, which I thought was, wait, are they? Maybe Daryl and Soonjay aren't. I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. At I, least I two of the three couples are real estate agents additionally. Mm-hmm. And they also happen to flip. yeah
0: they all have they all have experience flipping um there's carrie and david who are actually former country stars
1: um from nashville star (laughs) stars they're country singers
0: (laughs) they had record deals at some point during the last handful of years um they're from nashville and of course their aesthetic is modern farmhouse with bohemian Mm -hmm.
1: uh they're also Fine. real estate agents. They've been married twelve years, and they flipped twenty houses between them.
0: That's that's impressive. That is that's impressive. Really impressive. Um, and their celebrity mentor was Tanya. Mm-hmm. And then there was Sunjay and Daryl. Um, their style. Uh, we I feel like we didn't really get a great sense of their well.
1: <laughs> I think Allison put her fingerprint, her thumbprint on their style quite a bit.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of Allison, their celebrity mentor. There was a lot of Allison in, in in their design. Um, she took the reins like we expected her to because she's also Victoria. It. Love um, to see it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sanjay and Daryl, they were they were also great. And how
1: many houses have they flipped? They have flipped 12 uh they've only been married four years but I gather they they flipped their first house when they started dating like Mm -hmm. how about that for like a first date and I guess yeah that's (laughs) Jay put Daryl under contract when they when they flipped their first home I thought that was funny and Allison was like good I'm glad you did that like get get him to (laughs) sign on the dotted line
0: totally um and then there is Shawnee and Josh, who worked with Ty, and they are another adorable couple. Um, I thought that Ty's aesthetic kind of came through in their design as well, mm-hmm. uh, in that it was a little all over the place. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I can see
1: that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was a little bit <laughs> eclectic
0: for we will we'll get to that but um h- they how flip many four houses they okay yeah
1: they flipped four houses they've been married nine years uh she shawnee is a realtor she's also an appraiser which i mm-hmm. think will probably come in handy but they did admit that they typically don't do like the dirty work they typically oversee contractors so they thought mm-hmm. that might be a disadvantage for them um, when it comes to renovating
0: yeah, if they're not in the thick of the design, that can be that can be a challenge for sure. Um, yeah, so like we said, they took on the kitchen and the dining area because those two areas are kind of adjacent to each other. They kind of led into each other. So a nook. Um, it's more like a dining nook. Yeah, dining nook. I thought that that was a fun one to start with too, because it is like we said, like the heart of the home. It kitchens often sell homes
1: um and these houses are right on the beach by the way well
0: that's yeah that i i have the same question that you do how did they find three identical <laughs> houses right next to each other on the same beach so much so identical that i feel like the producers might have built these houses I wonder and, like, that.
1: <laughs> and all three of them were stripped down too they were they had all been completely pretty much gutted. stripped down there yeah. was still old appliances in the kitchen, like a, you know, old white refrigerator, old white microwave. But other than that, they were empty, the you know, the walls weren't painted, this weren't like lived in to varying degrees. They were gutted. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I almost I was like, Did you build half a house? Like, I don't understand, but I I could also see for that area, I could see some developer at some point in time in the sixties, seventies building a row of houses that are identical mm-hmm. for the purpose of renting out.
0: Totally. And maybe the producers did go in and kind of like, to even the playing field, make sure that like all of the the insides were roughly similar. Just, yeah. Just so everyone had the same sort of challenge. So basically... The teams have to go to the drawing board, go look at their properties and figure out what they want to do and then meet with their mentors and kind of talk about the space. And I wrote down, um, Ty suggested keeping the paneling just to be different uh, because each of the houses had this like really old school wood paneling on the walls. Um, And so Ty's like, maybe... You know, everyone's going to pull this down, but what if we keep it up? It's kind of like that beachy, vintage vibe. And and I just wrote, Ty, come on now. He's a producer's (laughs) dream. Like, he, you know that like, either by his own volition or some producer got in his ear and was like, let's like, try to convince them to keep the paneling. Yeah, that'll make it interesting. Yeah, I do. I actually thought that was an original Ty idea. I mean, well, hence also, yes, Ty is a producer, like he is a good producer because he knew that that would, because it did kind of
1: present, it didn't present a challenge, but it, um, each of the couples walked in and saw that paneling and they were like, oh my God, like it, yeah, they immediately saw it as an obstacle and as something that immediately needed to come down. And Ty saw it as an opportunity.
0: Yeah, it just added a little bit of spice to to the the narrative of the show, so right. of the episode. I thought it was I thought it was interesting.
1: Do you want to talk about the the wrench that's thrown in? The tri- the twist? Yeah.
0: I was like, "Ooh, this is good. I thought this was really good."
1: Well, so all three couples b- had decided exactly what they wanted their kitchen to look like and had budgeted and they knew what they were to do, and then of course there's a twist.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: a couple days into their their seven-day deadline, they get called out to the beach where they face Ty, Allison, and Tanya, who are standing in front of a table with platters on the, <laughs> on the table covered, covered platters. And they're like, did we come to a buffet? What's happening? Turns out under each platter is a design uh, accent uh, piece something that they might want in their kitchen so anything from Mm -hmm. reclaimed wood to glass to open shelving and the couples at random have an opportunity to pick two things that they can use in their designs and once it's picked it can't be used by any of the other couples yep so instead of like,
0: you know, it's a beach house. So there's a strong possibility that everyone's going to do reclaimed wood and open shelving because that's just mm-hmm. like airy and beachy. But in this new twist, if one couple, if one team chooses that accent, you, you can't, can't choose use it. that accent in your design at all. So
1: I like this. I li- I, I this loved it because very interesting. the mentors didn't get a say. And they're trying to kind yeah, of, like, it, they didn't, mind meld <laughs> with the team to tell them what they want them to pick.
0: <laughs> they didn't was, get
1: to discuss. They didn't. And Daryl and soon picked metal piping or something, industrial piping, and Allison lost her s***. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Allison's face was why did you pick that they were second to choose like they basically had a you know they had eight options in front of them or something and they chose the one that it was Mm -hmm. like what why why did you pick that (laughs) so not
0: allison victoria's style um obviously the first one to go was reclaimed wood uh chosen by shawnee and josh yeah Mm -hmm. because they had an island they had decided to do that on their island um yeah and then allison's team uh sunjay <laughs> and daryl decide to go with piping uh industrial piping um and then the coveted open shelving went to uh carrie and david
1: yeah the country singer team
0: from nashville we will talk about the open shelving because there's a bit of controversy <laughs> that that turned out at the
1: end with and that. then they all got a second choice it was a reverse order
0: carrie and david got brass um hardware so like drawer pulls and stuff which very trendy um and then there was i think one team chose driftwood mm-hmm. uh and then one team chose glass which was actually a
1: smart one because then they could do glass fronts that was daryl and soon who Picked wrong with the piping at first, but then picked right with the, the glass. Shawnee and Josh, that one puzzled me because they chose reclaimed wood first and then they yeah. chose driftwood. And it was like, oh boy, what are you trying to do here? But
0: <laughs> And then they ended up just putting a piece of driftwood on their dining table as like yeah. a centerpiece.
1: Like it was, it was such an <laughs> afterthought. The most useless accessory ever. <laughs>
0: so bad. Um, but whatever. They just, they were in a pinch.
1: Um. Okay, so let's talk about their final designs. So Carrie and David, the country singer team from Nashville with Tanya as their mentor, did a surprising move, I thought, mm-hmm. with a black kitchen. For the beach, it was an interesting I, I liked it at choice. first. I and I it was my first choice at first and they had the black with the the brass hard- hardware that they had chosen in the challenge. Um They had this very moody marble backsplash all around, and I thought it was gorgeous, but I didn't think it was right for a beach house. Totally. I totally agree with you. I agree. Um,
0: And they also did something interesting where they turned the kitchen island. So instead of doing a kitchen island that was parallel to the big window that looked out onto the ocean, they did an island that was perpendicular. So initially when I heard that, I was like, that's kind of smart, you know, because they they put seating around their island. So mm-hmm. if everyone's sitting at the island, you can all see out to the ocean as opposed to having to have half of your guests have their back to the ocean. Right. So I thought that was kind of unique and an interesting touch. Um But ultimately when I saw their kitchen compared to the other two kitchens, the other two kitchens that had the parallel islands, I was like, oh, no, the parallel, I- parallel islands look better. Like, it's just more aesthetically pleasing, I think.
1: <laughs> I, I noticed more the the people that did the banquettes with around the, mm. the window. I, I appreciated mm-hmm. the concept of a banquette, but really that puts most of the seating with your backs against the window. So I was kind of like, well, what's the point of that?
0: Exactly. And I think that that was just a case of – that's the design of the room like you couldn't really you couldn't it was hard you to want, design around yeah for sure if you wanted there was there just wasn't enough space to put like a full dining table um but people love a banquet seating like i yeah, feel it did like cozy it did look cozy there was the one which house was it it was ty's team shawnee and josh who I think the judges who, oh, we didn't mention the judges' names, um, Mike Holmes and Nina Starsiak-Hawk, who are kind of like HGTV celebrity people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's from Good Bones, Mike's from Holmes and Holmes.
0: Uh, I think they describe Ty's team's home as very um, cozy, cottage-like bungalow. There were a lot of different, like they had the reclaimed wood. They had gray cabinetry, like light gray cabinetry,
1: um, driftwood. They kept the wood paneling and they whitewashed it.
0: Yeah. So t- super cottagey, super farmhousey. I thought that theirs looked the most
1: like beach housey. For sure. I'd say. Yeah. And 100% was the wood paneling that Ty yes. rebelliously decided to keep in. I liked it a lot um Mm -hmm. i mean i'll go ahead and say that it 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 was close it's close between ties being my favorite and allison's team allison was daryl and sunjay and they did just kind of a very classic allison victoria kitchen you could really see her imprint Mm -hmm. on this it was white cabinetry although i was a little surprised to see her go with white cabinetry but it looked great it was white cabinetry Mm -hmm. With uh, a very moody kind of marble backsplash that gave a lot of movement and color, and mm-hmm. uh, they had the gla- They had two glass cabinets, which were very nice. Kind of kept that open airy feel. The island was a waterfall marble island. It was gorgeous. Um, yeah, it was just a it, it was a beautiful kitchen.
0: I think that island is what won them. I, the, I do too. The the grand the the prize. So
1: yeah. Spoiler, yeah, they won. So they they won <laughs> this week. <laughs> I know that one of the small twists in this story was that Allison was really uh in favor of leathering the countertops. And so and I hadn't heard that term before. I appreciated knowing this. So most, most countertops you've probably seen have a polish on them. They have that high sheen that you see mm-hmm. but what we what we're really seeing a trend in right now I think right now is the the matte m- countertops and I guess that's called leathering where you take that high polish mm-hmm. off and you make it matte and you add texture to it and Allison really wanted to do this with Daryl and Sunjay's countertops but there was an issue of timing and it If it wasn't done, it was possible that they would not have countertops at all. So Mm -hmm. they decided not to take the risk. Allison said she would have taken the risk if she could have, but she wasn't. Of course, she would have. She wasn't making the decision for the team. And I still, I mean, I think it turned out beautiful. But I did, as I was looking, and I was like, "Ooh, I really would like to see this with the leathered countertops."
0: Yeah. I'm yeah that leathered technique I'm definitely like taking that storing it in the back of my head for when if and when I can do my own countertops because that sounds like a clean matte countertop just yeah that does sound really nice
1: um and it's so we should do a story what is leathering totally totally and it's
0: so Allison right like all these little luxurious details like that's just that's
1: just what she's all about um so yeah so team Allison won the, the kitchen challenge I think team Ty might have had a better shot at winning had he not cheated. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah I do I do. So remember they could only they in the challenge they could pick two items to use in their kitchen and nobody else could use them. And team Tanya chose open shelving. But guess what we see when we walk into Team Ty's kitchen? Open shelving. We see
0: or or in Ty's
1: mind, um, we see
0: reclaimed wood. We see it's just reclaimed wood. It's not open shelving, it's just reclaimed wood on the walls. And I'm like, no dude, that's open shelving. <laughs> It just angered me. I was like, play by the rules, Ty. Come on. <laughs> that's op- that's the definition of open shelving is what he did. Maybe it wasn't as much open shelving. Like they wanted a full wall of open shelving. Whereas here they just got two, you know, two short shelves. Fine. But like, I don't know. I was, I was shocked that like they just kind of got away with it. They're just able to do it because it's, you know, it's built now
1: they agree that he bent the rules they weren't sure if he broke them
0: yeah so yeah so because he bent the rules i agree like you you said that probably cost
1: them the the week the week's prize i don't know allison may have still won but i I think it would have been a much closer uh battle if he hadn't
0: yeah for sure for sure um Anyway, so the next room that they are going to be doing is the living room, which will be very exciting. We also didn't mention the full uh, EMS uh, escort onto the beach. <laughs> the regalia. Yeah. I was in the beginning. <laughs> Ty, Ty and Allison and Tanya were brought in on like... like emergency medical service like ambulances and stuff It was yeah, weird, right on the
1: beach as like good use of public resources Gulf Shores spot on it, it was weird I guess it nobody was... was drowning that day and there was like voiceovers
0: like we have the we have the mentors we have them like, it was... <laughs> I liked it though I did too I'll be watching I want to see who wins this thing
1: did we say we said that they win a $50,000 cash prize that they win the whole thing right
0: I did mention I did mention that we didn't discuss that you and I both think that that's not that it should be more. But. It seemed low but
1: that's it seemed it seemed like a lot of a lot of work for a little who are ROI we? but
0: who are we to judge?
1: Um, I suppose that the real reward is winning the approval of these major designers and also i'm guessing that whatever winning couple will probably go on to have their own hgtv show so
0: yeah getting your name out there exactly it's a platform
1: battle on the beach airs on hgtv or wherever you get your hgtv whether that's hulu or discovery plus whatnot it airs every sunday at 9 p.m eastern check it out and let us know what you think (laughs)
0: All right. Making moves. We have some things to report to you. Um, Making moves is where we circle back to properties that we recently talked about and um, we give you some updates. So we finally have a price for Bette Midler's penthouse. Uh, We reported when this one sold. It was a big deal because she and her husband had listed it for 50 million dollars in september of 2019 uh we didn't know the final sale price but we have now learned through public record that it sold for 45 million dollars jeez wow um and i'm assuming they they made some sort of profit because they've owned it since the 90s so yeah just appreciation in general We'll have a link to the story in the show notes so you can take a look at the photos. This place is incredible. Um, and we mentioned this last time we talked about this place, but I'll say it again. Bet is not leaving the city. They're just downsizing. Okay. <laughs> so
1: calm down. Don't worry.
0: Bet could never leave New York City. Um, but yeah, forty five million I think is I'm sure they were happy with, with that with that price.
1: Our next making move is action star Steven Seagal. We've talked about him before on the podcast a couple weeks ago because he was trying to sell his Arizona mansion. He has now sold it for three point five five million. Uh, that's after he had chopped the price to three point five million in April from an original list price of three point seven seven five. So it looks like he actually made like a scotch. More than he asked for it, but still less than he originally asked. I would be pr- I would be happy with that.
0: It seems yeah. you know he's he's been trying to sell this one for a minute, and um, yeah, the fact that he got more than what he had chopped it to is is always a good thing. This house is what did we say? It's like bulletproof. It's <laughs> <laughs> it has like hyper security. Um, it is kind of no, a fortress. It's, But it also looks like a fortress. It's
1: very nice. It's got lots of windows too, and you know, beautiful views of the Scottsdale scenery. So totally,
0: that's why you buy the house. So that's it for making moves. Just two updates for you. All right, let's move right on into winners and losers. This is where we talk about celebrities and the homes that they bought, sold, or rented. We choose one loser and one winner. And we're going to start with our winner. No, nope, we're going to start with our loser. <laughs> we always start with the loser. Uh, we could shake it up. We could shake it up. You, why don't you take this? You're you're a Tennessee girl. Take this one. Oh,
1: okay. But we're not going to shake it up this week. We are, we are going to start with our loser. Our losers this week are country music superstars, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And while they are winners in the country music realm and generally beloved by uh country music fans and and I think like non-country music fans everywhere.
0: Oh, they yeah. are our
1: losers this week for selling their Tennessee farm for less than asking. This place in Franklin, which is just south of Nashville, has been on the market for years and it was priced as high as 20 million at one point. I think that was back in 2013. It's had some price drops along the way. Um, and then it finally sold to a group of investors for $15 million. So mm-hmm. they didn't get what they wanted for it. And they sold to a group of investors. Not sure what they're going to do with that land. It's a 620-acre spread. Um They've had, you know, they've had for a while. They've raised their daughters there. I know Jimmy Kimmel filmed there once, and so it's it's gotten some kind of national attention. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe these investors bought it to develop, Uh, Mm -hmm. but who knows?
0: It is, it it, yeah, six hundred twenty acres. They can put a lot of homes on that. Um, It would be kind of sad to know that it's going to go from like a really gorgeous family farm to like a development, but
1: maybe not. That's, maybe they'll turn maybe it not. into to something special that, you know, evokes the the character of Nashville. There's, yeah. There's no judge. plans for the property that have been announced. Apparently the acreage includes a 12 stall barn, uh, two buildings to hold, two buildings to hold farm equipment there's a log cabin and a historic mansion. That's one of the oldest in the area. Wow. It's a cool property. Um, and the only reason
0: why there are losers is for numbers reasons. Um, yeah. As they typically are. But uh, yeah, this, this one, they've, they finally let it go. I'm sure they have other homes. In yeah. I'm not lake. worried about them. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> 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 um, Okay. We're also not worried about our winner, Miley Cyrus. She is a house flipper, apparently. I know that her mom, Tish, and her sister, I think they had, like, an interior design TV show. um, That sounds familiar. On, like, Bravo or E! or something. Yeah. Uh, But her mom is an interior designer. And she is our winner because her Miley is our winner because she flipped her mansion in Hidden Hills, California, um, less than a year than she bought it. And of course she flipped it for a profit. (laughs) Most importantly, um, this is a six bedroom home, um, that she purchased in 2020 for, uh, just under 5 million and, uh, it was an off-market deal when she sold it recently, um, but she sold it for $7.22 million. Made a $2 million profit. <laughs> it's not, not too shabby. No, nothing to... Not s- too shabby. And interestingly, this home was in Architectural Digest in April. So remember I told you when we talked about Cara Delevingne's house? Uh-huh. Uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, the whole, th-
1: like you put it people say you goes put in it ad before it goes on the market yeah it's mm-hmm. like
0: a thing that, that it's a pattern that we've seen um so this this follows that pattern
1: she took kind of like a just a boring california home and she turned it into this technicolor dream mm-hmm. technicolor dream that's like very well done
0: i would say like very I, classy. I, I think it's
1: classy it's actually yeah. to be honest with you it's classier than i expected <laughs> i am um, you expected I more eclectic. a little more a little less tastefulness from from miley to be honest
0: yeah, it's uh, it definitely has like a moody color palette. It's it's dark on the outside. Um, a lot of the rooms are painted like darker, darker paint colors. She really embraced that like in the living room. There's this like black marble fireplace that's really cool. But then it's paired with like pops of color on like furniture. Pastels um, too. Yeah, which
1: I think aren't pastels like a trend kind of? Yeah.
0: But I, this, yeah. yeah, I
1: mean... Yeah. She's, she's got a lot of color throughout.
0: Lots of color. The kitchen is just like pretty traditional white. Um, but then you have like zebra chairs It's stage with like zebra dining chairs. So that's, that's a little different. Um, this is a special home. Like it's, it's definitely for someone who has a lot of personality, very Miley, but also like, for Los Angeles, for someone who's looking for a one-of-a-kind home, this this is definitely it. So, um bravo to Miley and her mom um and her mom's design partner. Who knows if we'll see more flipping projects from them? I would be interested.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really fascinating to see that they took a, a bland... I say bland. It's actually very nice, <laughs> but... It's a very white um, I guess, farmhouse, modern farmhouse home, and they turned it into a colorful, contemporary, unique place to live. We need more stuff like that.
0: no more no more modern farmhouse. <laughs> let's let's get some unique., uh, but anyway, so for flipping this house uh, in less than a year for, a $2 million profit. Miley Cyrus is our winner of the week. And that's it for house party. Thank you for joining us. If you want to check out the stories that we talked about today, please go to your show notes on your podcast app, or you can go to realtor.com slash news, or you can go to Google and type in the topic uh, plus realtor.com. And it should show up for you uh and then if you have a spare moment please give us a five-star rating and write us a review we want to hear what you have to say and we thank everyone who has left reviews and ratings thus far
1: yeah we we read them all we promise um Mm -hmm. So if you want to let us know, if you want to get in touch, email us. We're podcast at That's singular podcast at Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at house party pod on all three.
0: Yes. Thank you again for pressing play and we will catch you later. Bye. Adios.